From the Daily Northwestern, this is The Weekly. I'm Shane McKeon. It's week nine, week nine, and we've got a short show for you this week, so let's get right into it. A former Northwestern basketball player has filed a lawsuit against the university. Johnny Vassar says he was made to do janitorial work so that he would transfer and forfeit his athletic scholarship. Our own Sam Burnett spoke to the Daily's Max Gelman, who's been following the story. So I guess, first of all, could you just explain kind of what happened with the lawsuit? So sometime Monday evening, I think during the men's basketball game that was going on at the time, the news broke that Johnny Vassar, who was a former Northwestern basketball player, he played as a freshman during the 2014-2015 season, was suing... Northwestern and the NCAA over its transfer rules. Basically what was going on was that Vassar was alleging that the transfer rules were so restrictive that they prevented him from transferring from Northwestern to another school. So in order for him to have uh, continued on his basketball career, Vassar was trying to go to another school and he alleged that the other schools he came in contact with would have accepted him had he been able to play right away, but that didn't end up happening. And so that was what he was suing the NCAA for, was that the transfer rules prevented him from transferring more easily. Now, the stuff that involves Northwestern is that Vassar is also claiming that Collins and the rest of the basketball staff tried to run him off the team in order for them to use his scholarship for another incoming player. The NCAA has a limit of 13 scholarships that each team can hand out. And Vassar, because he hadn't found another school to transfer, was taking up one of those scholarships. Now, there was a whole bunch of different allegations about harassment that Vassar underwent Northwestern trying to move his athletic scholarship to an academic scholarship. Some of the allegations that Vassar makes in his suit that Northwestern did in terms of this harassment was they placed him in this quote-unquote internship program where he would work as a janitor two or three times a week for about three hours at a time, and this would be during the, bas- the men's basketball team's practices, so like 7, 6 in the morning, he would have to get up and shovel snow, spread salt on the ground, wipe off bleachers, and he was still on the athletic scholarship at that time. There were also allegations of Northwestern offering Vassar a cash payment so they could buy out his scholarship. And one of the other allegations was that during Vassar's quote-unquote internship, Northwestern forged time cards in order to create a grounds where they could say oh look he's not doing this internship well or he's like misbehaving so now we can kick him off Vassar's claim contains photographs of the time cards themselves and also describes an appeal process that he went through to try and keep his athletic scholarship but Northwestern still ended up taking his athletic scholarship away even though He won the appeal. That appeal, according to the lawsuit, happened in April 2016, and his scholarship was taken away in May. What exactly is Vassar trying to get out of this lawsuit, 
and if it did end up going through, what would that mean for Northwestern? If the if the allegations about the harassment turn out to be true, this could be very harmful for Chris Collins' reputation, in my opinion. There had been a lot of players that Collins didn't really get along with in the past when he sort of took out when he took over the job in the first place. This is his fourth season now, so there were a bunch of players that left the team when he took over. Uh, I think Nick Segura, Kale Abramson were a couple. There was like never really a clear sense of what was going on. And especially with Vassar, there wasn't really a clear sense with what was going on because while he was still on scholarship, the athletic communications department can still like dictate whether or not he's available to the media. $260 million. That's how much Northwestern plans to spend on the new Ryan Fieldhouse. The project might help the football team recruit better players, but not everyone is convinced that it's worth the price tag. Our own Bobby Pilati has written a lengthy story about the project, which you can find on our website, dailynorthwestern.com. He spoke to our own Alex Letterman. So for those who aren't necessarily following Northwestern Athletics all that closely, can you describe the Ryan Fieldhouse Project? Yeah, so the Ryan Fieldhouse Project is the reason you can't play basketball at Henry Crown right now. They kind of tore out those basketball courts and they're building this big new facility back in. So basically the key feature is a big indoor practice football field. So it's a nice indoor space where football, but also teams like soccer and lacrosse and any turf-based sport can practice. It's a big indoor practice facility, and they're also going to add in some different offices and training facilities for uh, NU's varsity athletic program. So that's kind of the Ryan Fieldhouse project in a nutshell. And for the athletic department, as well as for Northwestern University on, on the whole, why this facility and why now? Yeah, so the facility kind of fits into the uh, university's larger We Will campaign, so that big, almost $4 billion fundraiser. They've brought in a lot of money from that, and so uh, I think it's part that they had the money to do it, but I think part of it was also a desire that Jim Phillips, the athletic director, really saw a need to bring a lot of NU's varsity athletic programs back on campus, because right now a lot of them practice out by Ryan Field, out by the football stadium, and Uh, You know, it's about a mile and a half west of campus. Athletes don't like it. It's kind of a big trip. So I think he saw a need to bring the facility back. And uh, also, I think NU just kind of wanted an upgrade. So what's the response been around campus? What's the response been from the student body? Yeah, so it's kind of mixed. Some people like it. Some people think it's really cool. Other students think that it's really not worth the $260 million they're spending on it. But some students I talked to, um, so necessary background, last year there was a student protest at the groundbreaking uh, ceremony for Ryan Fieldhouse. And the, the protest wasn't about the building. It was about institutional racism across the country. But the choice to protest at that ceremony was deliberate, right? That a lot of students see the university spending all this money on an athletics facility and then kind of wonder, well, hey, why isn't that money going toward, you know, more pressing issues at the school? There's, among students, kind of just questioning the university's priorities. But there are still students who think it's, it's going to be really cool, it's going to be exciting and, and a good addition to our campus. So definitely a mixed response overall. Have you found a different reaction from student-athletes than you found from non-student-athletes? Oh, student-athletes are definitely excited for it. I mean, again, they're really just mostly excited to be moving back on campus. Uh, when I talked to Tommy Dole, so offensive lineman for the football team, I mean, he, he thought it was going to be great that, you know, he wasn't having to go uh, all the way out to Ryan Field to practice. He thought it was going to bring athletes kind of closer into the campus community. Um, And I think a lot of them, too, just think it's cool. 
So one of the key reasons Northwestern says that they're building this facility is to help with recruitment. Can you expand upon what past evidence says about how this might affect football recruiting? Yeah, so the evidence there is is kind of spotty at best. There's really no good example in college football that I could find of a team building a new facility and suddenly getting a lot better. It just doesn't really happen. Part of that problem is that every school now is building big new fancy facilities. It's a constant race. Uh, and really schools do it just to keep up rather than to get ahead. So, you know, will it help Northwestern in recruiting? It's really hard to say. Probably not, just because this is a school where academics comes first, where they're thinking about the school itself and the coaches and all the other things that might make you fit into a college. Uh, and facilities are a nice bonus, but it's probably not going to be the decider. So I think you're looking at a, a marginal bonus in recruiting at best. You know, the university says one of the major benefits of having this facility is that it can also be used for non-athletic purposes for student groups around campus. So what non-athletic events can we expect to see? Yeah, so University President Morton Shapiro, Athletic Director Jim Phillips have both said that a Dance Marathon is going to move into Ryan Fieldhouse. Dance Marathon uh, themselves has not confirmed that yet. But it seems pretty likely that, you know, once they start renovating Norris, they're going to have to move somewhere. Probably some other larger student groups as well. President Shapiro talked about, you know, it's there's not really a big event space on campus. So you have like a really big speaker or things like convocation that you need a thousand, two thousand people all in one room. That's probably what we're going to see used at Ryan Fieldhouse. Beyond that, there aren't really a lot of plans right now. So it'll be interesting to see what the relationship is between the athletic department and uh, other student groups beyond just the really big ones that want to use that space. Great. Well, thanks so much for joining me, Bobby. Yeah, thank you, Alex. And that's our show. The Weekly is a production of the Daily Northwestern, Northwestern and Evanston's only daily news source since 1881. Thank you to the Weekly's Sam Burnett, Rachel Silverstein, and Alex Letterman of WNUR News. And this is our last show of 2016, uh, so a big shout out to the entire Daily Audio team for their tremendous work this quarter. The Daily's audio editor is Corey Mueller. I'm Shane McKeon. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next year. Thank you.